This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies ed tech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and it helps you assess student performance through actionable real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of different tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com forward slash B-E. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. TL Talk Radio Season 5, Episode 19. Welcome to Season 5, Episode 19 of TL Talk Radio, a regular podcast with Lynn Funy-Hetton and Randy Ziegenfuss, where our goal is to engage you in learning, motivate you to share your work, and inspire you to lead for the change we need in schools for the digital age. I'm Randy Ziegenfuss. And I'm Lynn Funy-Hetton. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. So today we're speaking with Dr. Beverly Carbaugh, co-author of School Leadership for Results, a Focused Model. And Dr. Carbaugh is co-author of White Papers, Books, and the Focused Evaluation Models with Dr. Robert Marzano. In addition to various school leadership roles, including principal and deputy superintendent, she's also had extensive experience in professional development and presenting at state and national forums. Areas of expertise include executive leadership in school administration, human resources, and business and finance. So welcome to the podcast, Beverly. Thank you. Good morning. So let's start our conversation today around this topic with a personal story about how you've become so passionate about improving school leadership and evaluation. Well, Randy, as a school principal, I was one of those people that uh, always aspired to give it the best. Everything that was asked of me, I was very compliant and worked very hard. And when I was a middle school principal and I just moved to a middle school, Assistant superintendent came to the building and said, hey, Bev, let's take a walk. Take me to your honors algebra class. So we walked up the stairs. We went to the honors algebra class. We walked around. We went outside. And assistant soup said to me, Bev, are only white kids smart in your school? Mm. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, look at your demographics uh, and then look at this honors algebra class. And my demographics were 60 uh, white Caucasian, 40 minority. And when I looked at this honors algebra class, it was all white students. Mm. And he said, wow, you've got a problem here. And I really couldn't answer his question. I didn't know why that we only had uh, a certain group of students represented in this honors algebra class. But you have to know from that point forward, everything in my professional leadership uh, lens changed. I started looking at everything with equity. I looked at why we had our master schedule set up that way. I looked at what students were able to access certain educational courses. And then I really started questioning my own leadership. Was I just working for compliance or was I trying to get results? 
And I started, and it's kind of funny, I started looking at things like the school improvement plan that we were required to write every year. And did I just write that and typically put it on the shelf? Or did I write it and start looking at, am I getting any bang for all this work that my committee put in? And really, those were some defining times where I personally started looking at how am I going to start measuring if I'm getting results from all this hard work that I do. And that's where my passion for uh, growing leaders, and I actually started then uh, teaching at the University of South Florida and starting to really share this journey with other people before I started working with Robert Marzano. But it is a process to start really doing that self-reflection so that you can start growing as a leader. So you're talking about your passion for growing leaders and um, sort of how that has evolved over the years through your personal experiences and really becoming a reflective principle. Um, what will change for the better when we provide our school leaders with the training and mentoring support that they need to be effective? If we're really helping them grow, you know, how does that benefit us? And, and conversely, what happens if we don't provide that training and support? Well, Lynn, if we want to change and get better, we all have to keep growing. And let me go a little bit into that. Uh, if you look at principal leadership, school leadership, we, the research would show that school leaders are the leading indicator of teacher performance. And if I, as a school leader, don't keep getting better, then in return, I won't keep growing effective teachers. So it's critical uh, for leaders to get better. There's a book out by Robert Marzano. It's an old book called Leadership That Matters. And in this book, uh, Dr. Marzano and others have a mathematical model. And what they do is they control for teacher behavior. And they say that if we have teachers who are effective at the 50th percentile and we have leaders that are effective at the 50th percentile, we don't really change student achievement. Doesn't mean that it's bad. It just says that we stay status quo. But here's the amazing part. If we take that model a little further and if we can still control for teacher behavior, but school leaders get better, then the predicted growth of student achievement grows by a standard deviation every time that a school leader gets better by a standard deviation. Now, again, that's a mathematical model because in reality, as a school leader gets better, teachers will get better. There's very little evidence that shows that teachers get better without effective leadership or that schools turn around without effective leadership. So if we don't provide training and support for uh, school leaders and give them a, a roadmap for growth, we probably will not effectively in the end improve student achievement because we will not keep getting teachers uh, more effective. Mm -hmm. So we have the uh, Marzano-focused school leader evaluation model. It's sort of like the North Star to help us do this work that you're describing. And uh, I know that it's a much more complex model than we can than we have the time necessarily to talk about here. But help our listeners understand in, in just a, a few minutes of explaining what does the model look like um, and how can it focus 
school leaders on those behaviors that are going to be most likely to have the greatest impact on student learning? Well, let me give you a big picture of the model, Randy. It actually has what we would call six domains, six large area of responsibility or focus. And uh, the first domain talks about using a data-driven focus on school improvement, which says that we have to spend a lot of time focusing on our data to drive school improvement. The second domain, which is the domain that I believe has the greatest impact on student achievement, because the research supports that. It's not just what I believe. But this large domain is that as a school leader, we have to ensure that we have teachers who are teaching a viable and guaranteed curriculum. And it's not just having teachers, it's having effective teachers who have a clear vision for what instruction should look like and that we give them feedback. So domain two of this model is a clear roadmap for how we teach in our schools, how we give feedback, and how we implement a standards-based viable curriculum. The third part of the model, the third big domain, talks about how as a school principal, we can't just focus on one group of people, we have to have continuous improvement and continuous development of all teachers and staff. So what you're seeing, I uh, believe here, is a continuous growth, not just focused on data, not just focused on curriculum, focused on getting everyone better, but then the other uh, large domain looks at the climate of the school. How does it feel to work here? And we actually call that a, a community of care and collaboration. Do we have a, a, a climate that our norms say that we take care of everyone, that we grow together? And really that falls on the school leader to establish that climate. And then our fifth big large area of focus is for the school leader to lead by example, to have those core values that actually set up um, the climate of our school. Actually, the care and co of community and care is our culture, how we do things. The climate is how we feel in our school, that we have those core values. And this talks about that transparent leadership. It talks about having the trust of the faculty and staff so that whatever decisions that we make are guided by what is best for students. And we also, as part of our core values, everybody has to feel safe to be a part of our school. And the last big large area of this model is about resource management. Because as a principal, we can have good culture, good climate, but if we don't manage our, our resources and we don't comply and, and do all those things that uh, are required by state, federal, or district, then we are not a well-rounded, we don't fi uh, finalize and we're not able to make those impacts that we want on teachers and student achievement. So in this model, uh, it takes all of these parts to have an impact on student achievement, but there's something in the model that's called the desired effect. And for every domain and every element in the model, there's a desired outcome. And in most of the elements, the desired outcome is teacher growth because the result of school leader work should be to get teachers better and to grow teachers and produce more effective teachers. So when people, when anyone takes a deep dive into learning more about school leadership for results, 
what you're going to find is it's not just focused on the school leader, but it's focused on the results that the school leader is actually able uh, to obtain and sustain in their work. So one of the challenges, I think, for for Randy and me as district level leaders, uh, we have never been principals. So we both had sort of non-traditional paths to the to these roles. I had a very short stint as as assistant principal, which (laughs) was very difficult. (laughs) Um, So certainly can empathize with them. Um, But, you know, we we sometimes struggle with sort of the challenge behind between the operational leadership or organizational leadership and instructional leadership. And, you know, sometimes maybe we don't really understand that pull of operational leadership for our um, principles or organizational leadership as, as, you're, as you're using in your book. Um, talk to us why the balance is really important and, you know, how principles can be intentional about creating that balance. Well, actually, if you look at our model, the Marzano Focus School Leader Evaluation Model, it really serves as a framework. It, it has a structure that will actually uh, lay out a, a, a path in these large areas of focus. And what we have found over time and working with people like yourselves that are perhaps non-traditional or people who are very traditional, who've gone through uh, you know, the principalship still doesn't mean that we know how to have a right balance. Sometimes we're such instructional leaders that all we focus on is getting teachers better. We forget all of the other support pieces that it takes everybody in the building from the uh, folks that work in the lunchroom to our school bus drivers. We all have to work together to focus on supporting students because it Uh, student support is not just focused always on that academic piece, but, you know, it's, I go back to being a principal when I get, uh, used to meet the kids coming off of the school bus. And if they've had a bad morning with a bus driver, it doesn't set them up for that environment for learning. So it's important. So in this model, we uh, take about uh, a very, wide approach. So we spend time looking at those uh, instructional leadership pieces, but to really synergize that leader, you have to balance that with operational leadership. In other words, you have to make sure you have that culture in place where everybody knows the expectations, where we take care of everyone. You have to have that climate where everyone knows your uh, core values. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a balance between the two. And that's one of the things that doing this work over the past 10 years, this uh, book is an update to an original model where we actually focused too much on instructional leadership. Hmm. We got feedback from the field that said, Bev, we really need to uh, find a better balance because uh, our whole job as school leaders is not just instructional leadership. So correct, we all knew that. And that's why this update and the new book really focuses on finding that right balance so that as a leader, I don't have missing pieces. And that's the real, what I call beauty of a framework. If you use a framework and you really visit every piece and element within the framework, it's going to balance your leadership style so Mm -hmm. that you don't just focus on one domain or even on one standard or one element within that domain. So it helps you create some intentionality. 
Absolutely. And focus. That's mm-hmm. why we call it focus. Focus. So what are some examples, uh, <clears throat> some real world examples of uh, schools or districts that are using the focus school leader evaluation model and what kinds of impact and effects have they had? Well, you know what? Uh, In the book, I cite a lot of examples from school leaders and they've given a lot of input because they've used the model uh, in their districts for the last four or five (coughs) years. But one that just comes to mind is a uh, a young principal that works in Pinellas County, Florida. And he said when he started using this model, it really helped him to look at data very differently. And it really focused on him using data very purposefully. And in the state of Florida, they issue letter grades. And he <coughs> said after one year of really using this model as his professional guide and growth tool, that he actually raised his school grade by two levels. And he said, by using a framework, here's another powerful piece. He said, the framework showed me that I could share with teachers my own vulnerability. I could share with them my own growth plan. So guess what? Then they were able to be more open, share their own vulnerabilities and their own growth. So there's that synergy going again between that leader and their teacher. Uh, I have another example that uh, from, from Lisa Connery out in Norman, Oklahoma. And Lisa talks about how that she has actually learned to use the the model as her roadmap. She says that she uses those evidences to help her grow because for every element in the model, we provide sample evidences of what this could look like in your school. And Lisa said, Bev, when I, when I first became a principal, I was trial and error. I didn't really have a source that help, would help me self-check and reflect and self-assess. So I've started using the model as kind of my blueprint to help me become that reflective practitioner, to help me to grow. And then I uh, share another example in the book uh, from another principal out in Oklahoma, Peter Leisenfeld. And Peter said that one of the things that has helped him so much by using a leadership model is the, the common language. And he said that now when I have a talk with my supervisor, I feel like we're really in our own conversation using our very own common language. I understand what my supervisor is saying when they ask me uh, certain questions because they use the language of the model. And Peter says that then in turn, He does the same thing when he talks with his teachers, that it really has elevated what I like to call our professional conversations, because we use this uh, common language so that we all talk about teaching and learning in the same way. In Pennsylvania, we have the Danielson framework. Mm -hmm. So we're using, so I'm sort of making some connections in my head to the Danielson and and Marzano and thinking about... um, some of the similarities that we see in terms of the culture and relationships and professional learning and building capacity and even um, thinking about how explicitly this sort of articulates the organizational and instructional, which is a little different from the Danielson. Well, this model is for school leaders. And the best part of it is this leadership model 
actually is compatible with any teacher evaluation model. So if you have a district that's using Danielson, mm -hmm. if they're using some homegrown hybrid model, this leadership model is agnostic and actually it aligns with professional school educational leader standards so that it, it can be used by any district. And that's really when you have a framework that has that much flexibility, uh, that really allows for a lot of growth that allows for people to see, uh, I'll give you an example. Professional leader standards, sometimes people don't even know they exist. Mm -hmm. But when you're out in the field talking and you can show people that you don't just have a model for the sake of a model, you have a model that really pulls together all of the standards that are out there nationally. And then it can be adapted to fit all of the uh, human resource requirements from within your school mm -hmm. or your district, mm -hmm. we believe that really ha uh, helps you have a powerful leadership growth model. Yeah, thanks for thanks for sharing that sort of connection and extension. So before we invite to share what's next for you and what you're working on right now, we have a couple of lightning response questions. And these questions uh, we added new this season, and it's been great to hear um, some ideas or other experts or books, uh, resources for our listeners and for ourselves. So with that in mind, who's one expert or another expert that our listeners should connect with to learn more about school leader evaluation? Kathy Marks, who co uh, one of the contributing authors to this book. She's out on Twitter. She advises people all over the country, very active on Twitter. Michael Toth, who works closely with us, of course, Robert Marzano, those are all people that uh, if you use social media and uh, are looking for online resources, they're very available. Okay, great. And if you were recommending one book other than your own, of course, to our listeners, <laughs> what might that book be? Well, there's a book by Dylan William called Leadership for Teacher Learning. And uh, it's a challenging book. It, it really challenges our thinking. And I would advise any leader who's on the cutting edge, because in that book, Dr. William talks about creating a culture where all teachers improve so that all students succeed. But he then takes that back, that that is the responsibility of the school leader to create that environment. But it is a cutting edge book. It's, uh, it'll challenge your thinking. So I would highly recommend that book. Okay, we added that one to the show notes, uh, Leadership for Teacher Learning. And one more quick question, what online site or resource or person do you learn from regularly? Well, you know, I wish I could just say there's one, but I love <laughs> to read the white papers and the foundation reports that come out of Wallace and Gates and the Center for Ed Leadership, because all of those are current contemporary uh, research. I also, uh, read ASCD and Ed Week, but uh, the big foundations are, are my favorite resources for keeping current on, on educational research. All right. Thank you very much. All right. So a good conversation, certainly uh, a good background on the Focus School Leader Evaluation Model, as well as some additional resources uh, that Beverly finds interesting and exciting to share with our listeners. So our final question, Beverly, is what's next for you and what are you working on that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I just got back from the ASCD Leadership Conference up in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, I'm 
going to work to go back and present a new book that uh, I'm working on right now. It's the Focus Teacher Evaluation Model book, which is a companion book for our teacher evaluation model. So I'm about halfway through that book, hoping to have it ready for the next big conference. Do a lot of writing, a lot of presenting, and uh, this is going to be an exciting book for teachers who always say, I need more resources. Mm -hmm. I need more help. So this will be a companion guide for the uh, people that observe with the, that evaluation model and for the teachers who are being observed or get their evaluation with the model. So uh, it's going to be written from a practitioner's point of view. It's going to be a very practical book as a companion for the focused teacher evaluation model. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. We want to thank Beverly for joining us, and I'm frantically linking a bunch of resources here that Beverly shared, School Leadership uh, for Results. We also linked the Marzano book. Um, we will include podcasts and um, connections for Kathy Marks, Michael Toth, Robert Marzano, and um, Dylan Williams' book and Center for Ed Leadership. Lots of great resources there for our listeners, so check them out. And thanks for uh, spending some time with us today, Beverly. Thank you. Each episode, we leave you with a question to think about with the idea of provoking reflection and conversation. This episode's question, how might you use the Focus School Leader Evaluation Model to support the development of your school leaders? If you've enjoyed this episode, would like to comment or check out the resources shared today, visit the show notes at tltalkradio.org and look for Season 5, Episode 19. And that's all for now. We'll be back soon with another conversation featuring another innovative thought leader. Thanks again, Beverly. Thanks, Beverly. Bye-bye. to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, and improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com forward slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all of these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.